Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by... I'm Father Dwight Longenecker. I'd like to invite you to join me for a pilgrimage tour to France this September. It's based on my book, St. Benedict and St. Therese, The Little Rule and the Little Way. I'll be teaching about the spiritualities and the lives of these two great saints, and we'll be visiting the great monastery of Fleury, where St. Benedict's relics are venerated, and of course going to Lisieux to visit the childhood home of St. Therese, the Carmel where she was a nun, and the great basilica dedicated to her honor. But there's more than that. At Paris, we'll be visiting the Basilica of Sacré-Cœur, Rue de Bac with the Miraculous Medal, going on to Vézelay, Nevers with St. Bernadette, paris le Monial, where the devotion to the Sacred Heart of Jesus was given to St. Margaret Mary, and then Chartres Cathedral, Mont Saint-Michel, the Normandy beaches, and more. I think there's not only going to be time for instruction and learning, but also prayer and worship, celebrating Mass in the various locations, and also time for fellowship and a good bit of French food and wine, too. Come and join us this September. If you'd like to know more, go to catholicheritagetours.com. That's catholicheritagetours.com, or be in touch with me through my website, twightlongenecker.com. Fellowship and love. This is the Padua Podcast Network. I was carrying a burden that I couldn't carry anymore. I was exhausted. I was worried all the time. I was anxious, fearful. I had no clue how we were gonna do what we were supposed to be doing. Honestly, we weren't doing what we were supposed to be doing. Thriving in the Trenches. It's the podcast where you will hear stories from real people with real purpose, all for a God who loves us with a real love. The Trenches, where life isn't always easy, but it is a place for women to be encouraged and equipped to uniquely and universally serve Christ in their feminine vocation. So, together, let's go deeper in our faith in God, in His church, and in our friendships. You are welcome here. Welcome to Thriving in the Trenches podcast. This is Becky Carter, and I am your host. Here we are. Hello, hello. How are you? I hope you are doing wonderful. I hope that summer has come upon you and that you are enjoying the fruit of all you have done this school year with your children in your homes, if you don't have children at home how you've, um, I don't know, it's like May always becomes this time of reflection on your past years with children. Maybe you have someone who has graduated. Maybe they just graduated preschool and they're going to real school next year. There's all kinds of things that are happening in May. May Simber. Did y'all see that video on Facebook? It was hilarious. Who is at the... Um, the Holderness family, I think that's what I'm thinking of. And they called it Maycember because it is crazy, y'all. May is ridiculous. I'm not even going to lie. I felt like I was in a marathon. Not to mention that I hope it, I helped host two rather large events. And one was brand new. It had never been done. And so I was really kind of pulling from the recesses of 
I don't really know how to do this, but I'm going to fake it till I make it. <laughs> but I had great help. And so it did it did go well. And I was very thankful. But I just thought if I could just get past this event, if I could just get past this event, if we could just be done with school, if we didn't have homework, it was just crazy. And as many of you know, I did start working this year. And so my mornings, though it was only three hours that I'm gone in the day working, it really actually is more than that because it just, there's, you know, there's just so much more. And so though I did have some free afternoons, they did, they, I, they were productive. I shan't say that they were not productive, but um, it's just hard to get everything done. But I mean, who doesn't already know that? Who doesn't live in that, right? So anyway, I hope <clears throat> that you get to spend some time in the sun and be with people you love and enjoy a little downtime and a little rest this summer. Don't feel like you have to do all the summer camps. Honestly, I haven't signed up for one thing for my kids this summer. Nothing, not one. I know, it sounds so countercultural. But I couldn't even wrap my mind around anything else. So if the event comes up and there's still a space available and it's something that we think we can do, then we'll do it. But I could not plan out a summer. Anyway, okay, so I wanted to just do a little bit of a mishmash in this this episode. There have been lots of things that I wanted to share with you, but... I guess I never made it to the microphone to record it. Or I felt like, well, that's just really not enough for a whole episode. So I've just kind of put it in my back pocket. Um, but I do want to say a couple things about coming back and how that has been. And you guys were so generous and so kind and so encouraging and I cannot even express how thankful I am that you all shared with me um, your excitement for Thriving in the Trenches coming back. And it has truly kept me going through the times where um, I'm feeling a little run down or whatever the case may be. I really want to produce great content for you all. I want to share with you people who you might not know or you might not have had the chance to get to know unless you listen to those podcasts. I want you to grow in your spirituality. I want you to grow closer to Christ. I want us to become holy, set apart, right? So I just want you to know that I am thankful and I feel like it has gone really well and I'd like to keep doing it. So let me know if there's anything that you want me to talk about. I'm going to really work hard this summer on getting some great interviews recorded and ready for the fall. So that is my little, I'm not going to produce this summer or release this summer. I'm going to really gear up and put some great things in the hopper for the fall. <clears throat> I know I've already got one episode, one interview done with a name I think you might recognize. And it was just, it was, it was awesome. So um, I've got some others under my belt and I've got some emails out. And so 
I'm going to really work on that for you all this summer. Also, um, I have an episode that I recorded with Emily Stimson Chapman, and I don't know where it is. I went to go produce it for last week, and it was gone. I don't know what happened. Either I inadvertently deleted it somehow, which is crazy, or one of my lovely blessings I call child took the SD card. You know, those little cards you put in your computer. It's where you hold data. If you remove it from the computer without safely ejecting it, it can corrupt the files. And I do know that I've had a kid or two do that before. And I saw them do it. I don't know if it was that interview and if that's what happened. I'm not going to throw my kids under the bus because I could have deleted it myself. But it's gone. And that's what I was supposed to have out for yesterday. I'm sorry, for last week. And when I realized it, my brain was so unable to create any new content that um, I was at a loss. I mean, I kept praying, Lord, I could do a monologue. I could just talk and share. I don't even know what to say. I emailed, I texted a couple people who I thought, oh, can I get you on the horn real quick? Can we interview? And just nothing was working out. And so I decided, of course, to let God's providence do its work and just kept praying, Lord, is this just your way of saying I need to quit? I don't know. You know, we're always asking questions. But um, I realized in that moment, too, that I had allowed myself to become so busy and so focused on things other than Christ that I was dry. I had nothing to give you because I had received nothing from Christ. Now, okay, that was a little dramatic. Nothing. We should never speak in absolutes, but I had not been going to our source our summit, our life. Like I've been doing my daily prayers, just those rote things that become habit, but I feel like are good habits. Um, but I'm just not really digging in. It's just so busy. And it's, it's just sucked me dry. And I had nothing to give. And I'm sorry for that. I'm sorry for my own spiritual walk. I'm sorry to the Lord who loves me more than anything that I didn't give him my time the top of the barrel time. And so I'm working on that. And I am, he was really good to me this past weekend and giving me some time with him. And it's just, so we're working on it. We're working on it. So there's my um, being real. Like this is just, this is what life is. Sometimes we have great seasons of high spiritual heights and feeling the Lord and times when we don't feel him but we got to remember he's there he's always there even when we don't feel him do you think that he wasn't there my whole May just because I didn't show up to the scriptures of course not he was always there and the blessed mother was always saying oh dear sweet child come on back you're too busy you're spinning plates but you're not you're not at rest. You're not at peace. So anyway, now moving on a little bit, a bit with that, I want to switch into a topic that can be a hot button topic, school choice. 
Now, what I want you to understand is that I am not at all speaking on school choice as in what you should do. What I want to share is how we made a change and why we made a change in our school choice. And really, the reality is that this, what I'm going to share is applicable to all situations in life. Because really what it boils down to is fear. When a year ago, <clears throat> well, I guess a year ago in January, we made the decision to put three of our, our three younger children in school. And the, the best route at that point was to put them into the public school here locally. And which was really hard because of a weird school district thing. Our, our school district is not really our community um, but, and so we really knew no one. So that was a little difficult. And anyway, they were going to provide some services for one of my children who needs a little extra help in the classroom. I had hit a place in homeschooling where I felt like I was carrying such a burden the best way I ever explained it was actually to one of my daughters who <clears throat> was struggling with one of her siblings in the classroom. And um, my comment to her was this. <clears throat> when you cause more problems, or actually, let me back up. I said, being a mom... Being a wife, uh, I have many responsibilities, many obligations. I'm also a friend. I'm a daughter. I'm a daughter-in-law. I, I do stuff up at the church. There are so many opportunities. I'm a neighbor. I try to reach out to my neighbors just in my, my local neighborhood. And um, so what happens is all of these things, it's like I'm wearing a backpack, and any time any of those responsibilities gets added to or my obligations or what I have to respond to gets added to that backpack, my backpack gets really heavy, gets heavier and heavier. And sometimes when things get jabbed in there, shoved in there, I mean, can you picture that? When if someone has a backpack on and you start shoving down some extra books or something heavy, like what are they doing? Like that hurts. It hurts the shoulders. So what I tried to explain to her in picture, something she could relate to, was every time you cause more problems that we can't change, only you can change your response to, you're adding more work to my backpack. You're adding more stress to my backpack. You're making my backpack heavier. And at some point, that backpack is going to be so heavy and causing so much pain. And I'm going to yell and I'm going to throw the backpack off. Because that is, that is my natural response. That's, that is our natural response to pain. Is to get it off. To get rid of it. Right? 
not all pain, but you know what I'm saying. And it was funny because I shared that with her because I was trying to explain it in a way that she could understand it. But what it actually did is it made me understand something about myself that I had been carrying a backpack with so many things in it that I was allowing things to be put in it that really weren't for me anymore. I was carrying a burden that I couldn't carry anymore. I was exhausted. I was worried all the time. I was anxious, fearful. I had no clue how we were going to do what we were supposed to be doing. Honestly, we weren't doing what we were supposed to be doing. It wasn't fun anymore, that's for sure. And school doesn't have to be fun. But we weren't making the progress that we needed to make. And that, I had to finally put that into perspective. And by the grace of God, he started unraveling some things for me and for us as a family that made me realize that it was time to make a change. So when it became an option for my one child to receive some help in school, I decided to put the two younger ones in there also. And I thought, well, if somebody can at least teach them to read and write and, and do some math facts, then then I can bring them back home and we'll homeschool. And then I'll just have time with my two older children and 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 we'll do school the way and you know, with older kids and we can have older dialogue without all those interruptions of the little kids. You know, kind of the homeschool day that we all homeschool moms dream of, that everybody's doing what they're supposed to be doing, and the house is quiet but buzzing with activity of productivity. But it's never that way. Let's just get real. <laughs> I mean, I guess there are some moms who've got it under control, but it was just never that way for me. And I just kept pushing forward, looking for those moments. And and they were so far between that I was living for these small moments and um, it just wasn't it just wasn't right anymore I realized that I was I was living um, for something that I would probably never get and I had to correct that therefore so I thought, well, <clears throat> I'll just have my two little girls and we'll go sit at the coffee shop and do school and I'll really hone in, try to get them caught up on some things that they have been falling back on because I couldn't be there for them. I couldn't support them in their school. I'll hold them accountable, more accountable because I'll be there. I'll have time. But this is what happened. I was exhausted. I didn't have it in, in it. In, I didn't have it in me anymore. And I was tired of fighting for people to do what they were supposed to do. And that fear that they were getting further and further behind was really starting to get to me. And I started to see my other children growing 
And I started to realize what it was to have help. I never had help in the homeschool classroom. I mean, sure, my husband was super supportive. I bet he still wants us to homeschool (laughs) because it made our life easier in many ways. But right now, the priority is their education. And I never had help with that. And I always felt alone. I mean, I had friends and I had people I could call. But on the day to day, I felt alone. And I believe we were becoming more and more isolated in our little bubble. And I kind of looked up and realized, we've 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 got to make a change so that is when i decided we decided sorry i don't mean to talk in singular pronouns because I, well actually to be honest i decided i decided we have got to make a change and our kids somehow have to go to school but because of our school district situation i didn't want them going there um, to the school where the other kids were. It was a it was a lovely experience. Those teachers, those women, um, were so good to me and so encouraging and so uplifting. I I can't talk about it without crying because that was the first time that I had felt like I had this group of women sitting there encouraging me and also telling me that I don't have to do it alone anymore and that things are going to be okay. And I knew without a shadow of a doubt they cared. And they cared in a really big way. And I no longer felt alone. Anyway, so I, I knew that that experience was good and that the classroom was going to be a good switch. And... Um, but I wanted my kids, our faith has always been very important. Our Catholic faith has been really at the root of why we wanted to homeschool is because I wanted them to see education through the filter of their faith. Um, and, and that's why we chose to homeschool. Well, if that's why I, if that was the core of the education that I was wanting for my children, then I needed to find a way for that to happen even outside of the home. And so Catholic school was a very important thing for me and for my husband. Actually, at first, it was me. I'm just going to be honest. My husband couldn't see how in the world we could do that financially. Um, and so I, out of fear, drove him to really make some, like, I really took the helm of the ship on that one and I shouldn't have. And it's taken me about nine months to realize what I did, but it was the right choice. We both agree it was the right choice, but the way in in which I did that was not, um, in the most peaceful way and the most submissive way of, of handling that. Anyway, that's for, that's a topic for a whole nother day. Anyway, 
um, the main thing that I, I, that we felt was important was their faith. And you know what? If they got nothing else but walking around a building with, with icons and statues of our faith and they went to mass twice a week, they had daily prayer and they learned about the saints every morning. Honestly, if, I mean, that, that's more than what they were getting in the homeschool. We weren't making it to daily mass. So that, that was important. I wanted them to be walking in the hallway and be reminded of their Catholic faith every day. And the, the curriculum, the education itself, I knew would do what any other school could do. Um, that's probably a very watered down way of saying that, but um, really the most important thing was the sacramental life of a Catholic school. So we made the decision to pursue that. We had no clue how we were going to do that. My daughter was going into high school. I mean, it was it was a crazy, crazy summer. Can't say I handled it all perfectly. In fact, I can tell you I didn't. But we stepped out in faith and in God's providence and His goodness, He He provided a way. And that's actually um, one of the reasons that I'm working up at the school. And and you know, I look back and I'm telling you that transition was so difficult. It was so difficult. But let me tell you about my fear. And I think this might, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Some of you might relate to it, especially homeschool moms. So, so this was my main fear. People would know the truth. People would know the truth about our family. I mean, why are you not homeschooling anymore? Everybody's going to ask that question. And so I finally decided to just tell it in a very truthful way. Because homeschool stopped working. We were failing at homeschooling. We weren't making progress anymore. It wasn't a joyful experience anymore. The fruits that were coming out of it just weren't good anymore. But the truth was, we just weren't doing it well. You know, I, I don't really know why, but what has happened is that people will put this label, well, there's lots of labels, but this one particular label, and a lot of people will put on homeschool moms is, wow, I could never do that. And of course, as a homeschool mom, you're thinking, oh, yeah, you could, you know, you could do it. And you could do it. And I love homeschooling. I loved homeschooling and I love that lifestyle. So this is absolutely not at all a knock on homeschooling. What a beautiful gift those years that we were able to homeschool. Not that that is my heart. But what happened is is this label gets put, wow, you are like super mom. Look at all she does. She homeschools her five kids. She has five kids. She homeschools them and she does this and look and they go here and they do that. And oh, wow. Like 
you must, you're just super mom. You do it all. Um, no, I don't. No, I didn't. Something always falls in every situation. Something is going to suffer. Some area of my life or your life or the lives of your family, are, it's going to suffer. Um, so this label that we put on homeschool moms is, um, it can actually be a bit stifling because I took on that label. I was like, well, I'm a homeschool mom, so my kids are going to be perfect and I'm perfect and I'm a better mom than any other mom. And though I really didn't believe that, it's like this thing got put on me that I had to live up to that. This expectation, that's the word I'm looking for, this expectation that I had to be this perfect mom with perfect kids because I homeschooled. Well, that's crazy. And I knew it was crazy. And I was always trying to live up to that expectation. And I was always failing. So my biggest fear was telling the truth. We're behind in school. My... uh, couple kids who were like really behind and it was time that I I needed help I needed help and this is the way our family decided to do that and there was fear of the unknown there was a fear of the loss of control there was a, a fear that my kids would be exposed to so many things of the world that would change their attitudes and has it happened Yeah, it happened. There have been lots of things that my kids have learned or behaviors that my kids picked up that my older kids never did because they weren't exposed to it. Um, There's a fear of, (laughs) you hear my kids in the background. There was this fear of financial responsibility. Um, I will tell you that is big. It's huge. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. That one's big. And we've had to sacrifice a lot, a lot more this year um, with that. Um, busyness. I couldn't, you know, my kids now know all the camps and all the this and all the that that they can go to. I used to be able to hide, hide them from all that. And they didn't know what they were missing out on. Now they know what they're missing out on. And I have to say no a lot more. We just can't do all the things that a lot of other people do. Number one, we're on two different campuses for school. And number two, I have five kids. Five kids want to go do something that costs $500 a piece. I mean, that's $2,500, you know, and that's fine. Some people can do that, but we just can't. And and um, maybe one day we can. I don't know. But right now it's not. And And there's virtue to be learned in that. The virtue and growing in virtue, no matter where you are and what situation you're in, there is opportunity to grow in virtue. And that is what we decided to focus on as a family last year. Grades were not important. Getting our kids adjusted to a new situation, to new expectations, uh, social situations, that's really what it became about for us. And growing in virtue in different ways that they weren't challenged as as homeschoolers, they didn't have really a report card. I mean, they did, but not 
not like this, not an objective. Um, I'm not, I cannot sugarcoat it at all. The transition has been very difficult. It has made us so much more busy. I'm on the road a whole lot more. I'm out of the house half a day working. Um, Sometimes I don't, a lot of times I don't even get a vegetable on the plate. And we're eating leftovers or sandwiches or hot dogs or something very simple because um, I haven't always, I just, I'm not getting it all done. And um, I've been more tired just from the adjustment, going back to work or, you know, and then we come home and we have homework. So, and then my husband had to help more with that. It's just been a really big adjustment. And it was really, really hard. But I would say um, maybe right before Christmas, even in the midst of our exhaustion, um, we knew it was the right choice. We saw our children growing in ways that they haven't grown, just blossoming, really stepping up to the plate, taking on those challenges, finding, seeing that the their weaknesses and how they can work on them. And I had help. All those teachers were there to help us, to help my kids, to teach them. I cannot say enough how thankful I am to all the teachers who have poured into my kids' lives just this past year and a half, really. I've met some wonderful, wonderful individuals who do love those children and who do care. And the patience that they have. And y'all, it's it's hard work. Those teachers are putting in more hours and more energy than we could ever imagine, unless you're a teacher, And so I give my every ounce of gratitude to all of them for all they've done. Thank you. So really, I want to wrap up sharing about this experience of switching from homeschooling and and kind of tidy it up. I'm not saying one school choice is better than another. That's not what this conversation is about. It's really about not letting fear drive us to stay in a situation that's not working anymore. Whether it's fear of the unknown, fear of the world, fear of finances, just fear, the loss of control. You have to do really what is right for the family. And God says, oh, what is the scripture Fear is not of the Lord. It's just not. You're to fear the Lord. But when you're when you're feeling that gripping fear, it's not God talking to you. That's not how our Heavenly Father talks to us. It's not how He works with us. He's kind and He's gentle. And really, there's peace. There's so much peace. It's the peace that surpasses all understanding when we are doing what the Lord has asked us to do and when we're following in His will. But don't worry. 
even when, I mean, honestly, I probably should have, we, I should have listened to my husband years ago and made the switch. Um, because he saw how we were starting to really run out of steam and really struggle, struggle through. And, but we have a redeemer and God redeems all things because Jesus Christ, the incarnation became man and lived on earth. He redeemed all things, even our failures, even our mistakes, even our sins, even our stubbornness, our pride, all of it. He redeems everything. So, anything that I've done and in all the places that I've messed up with my kids or as a mom, I just stand before Christ with my hands open, my heart open, and I give it to Him. Lord, I am sorry. I have failed. I messed up. I was too scared. Forgive me for not having enough faith, Lord. I know you love me and you love my husband and you love my children. Why shall I ever doubt you? So I hand it all to him and I ask him to redeem it. And in in gratitude, in gratitude, I know that he will redeem it. And I, and I let it go. And that's all we can do. As we walk through life, and whatever the situation is, whether it's, I don't know, whatever. We won't be perfect. But we can give it to a perfect God who loves us perfectly and redeems perfectly and will redeem the whole world back to where we were supposed to be before sin. Well, that's really all I have to share today. It was really, it's been on my heart. And, and that's the first time I've talked about that big homeschool decision publicly. And um, please know my heart is... Um, it's just, it's broken and put back together. It's been broken and put back together so many times. And I know that I'm not the only one that's dealing with that. But just know the freedom that comes from truthfulness and letting go of the fear. Once I finally started telling people that our homeschool was sucking wind and that my kids were behind and that we were not doing what we should be doing, and I finally let that little dark secret out, it was so freeing. Now, I kind of want to tell everybody, oh, no, our homeschool is terrible. I was a terrible teacher. My kids were terrible students. No, I'm just kidding. That's not very nice. But... Just being honest and what and and not letting those little dark secrets keep us bound. And we need to walk in the freedom of Christ. And truthfulness is that. And and God redeems, He redeems it all. So I hope through this conversation 
that if you are holding on to any little dark secrets, that you let them out. Let's start sharing it with the person or persons whom you trust most and can help you most because we need help. This could be for anything. It's not just school choice. It's just any choice that we're making that isn't working for us anymore. And then it's really leading us into a dark place of fear, anxiety, sin. So let's take that first step. Let's just be honest with ourselves and then find somebody we know and trust to share it with. And let's get help. Let's get help in making better choices and and, and moving into pure freedom. We don't have to hide anymore. Thank you guys so much for joining me for another episode of Thriving in the Trenches. Please share this episode with someone you know that may be struggling with some of the same things that that I've shared. Um, share it on social media. Share it on. Send a text with the link to your friend or friends. Really, let's get the word out there that we can be there for one another and that we don't have to hide in darkness anymore. Um, Facebook, Instagram, I'm there, guys. You can come follow me and. We can gather together and help each other. Let's, let's encourage one another in our journey. So, um, thanks for being here. And I look forward to coming back in the fall with a whole bunch of great material. Thanks for coming. This is international Catholic singer Anna Nuzzo inviting you to join me and Father Dan Cambra of the Marian Fathers on a select international tours Divine Mercy pilgrimage to Poland and the Czech Republic. It takes place in September of 2019 and we would love for you to join us. For more information, go to my website, AnnaNuzzo.com. Thank you and God bless. Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by Jack Kane Ford. Find your next Ford Tough vehicle at KaneFord.com.